the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Ciao, James. How are you? Good, nice to see you. Yes, finally. It's been a while. God, it's been ages. I can't even think. It's been a few years. I think so, <laughs> yes. I think you had longer hair, though. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so listen, uh, it's so great to see you. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts with your wines, because I really liked your wines this year. They, sh- they were very consistent and had uh, excellent structure. We are actually very satisfied. Very satisfied because uh, 2017, of course, wasn't an easy vintage uh, from a weather point of view. Because, you know, it was a warmer year, it was um, drier. But especially because everybody is thinking about 2017 as a warm, warmer vintage, the real problem was the drought. Because um, in the summer, we practically didn't have rain for about 50 days in a row, which is, uh, which is a know. lot. And um, we actually didn't have problems because, you know, we have older vines, so they have deeper roots. They go down for five or six meters into the soil. But we could see from the neighbors, maybe where they have younger uh, vines, they were really suffering because um, they had, especially in August, I remember in August, we had uh, about 10, 12 days when uh, we had 40 degrees Celsius. And you could see younger vines with leaves which were turning brown. And that means that uh, in that case, the ripening of the grapes stops. So that was an issue. But for us, really, our older vines had very bright leaves, very green and shining. They were really, really beautiful. So that's why even by tasting the Barolo 17s, there is such a freshness and acidity, which nobody is expecting. A lot, a number of producers I've spoken to, they were really surprised by the, they're like even were surprised by the freshness. So I always say that, uh, if you taste these wines uh, blind, you will never think of a vintage like uh, 2017, like a warmer year because of the acidity. So we're tasting the 17s in this day, in these days quite often because uh, it's a new vintage, but it's always amazing. Uh, they, and they are also very approachable because it's a sweeter tanning, very ripe already. That's so, right. <laughs> and tell me, one thing that was interesting is I found that you could really see differences in tannin structure from different wines. Like some wines were more muscular, while some wines were more refined, the tannins. For example, like um, the Ceretta from you were very toned and beautiful tannins, while let's say uh, the... um, Margarita. Yeah, it was Margarita, exactly. Yeah, dusty, layered. No, they were very fine as well. Creamy. I think it was more the San Rocco. But you can see differences in tannins. And I had a feeling that some of the, let's say, uh, vineyards not directly in the sunlight or higher up made more refined 
made wines with more refined tannins. Do you think expositions made a big difference in 17? Yes, in 17, um, uh, especially the full south exposures, which received more sunlight, uh, were trickier. Uh, for instance, you mentioned uh, Cerretta. Mm -hmm. Cerretta is in the freshest area of Serra Lunga d'Alba. Ah. The, the, the entire Mencione Geografica, the entire single vineyard, uh, it's in the freshest area in Cerretta because there's a lot in Serralunga because there's a lot of wind, especially at night, which pulls down the temperature. So I really, and that was my favorite wine. Uh, I could really see that just beautiful tan. As I wow, yeah, and that's Cerretta. a new. You only that's your second year, right? Exactly. Yes, Cerretta yeah. is our new baby, and. Uh, uh, it was a great debut last year with the 2016 vintage, which yeah. my father dedicated to the centenary. And uh, by the way, it was a, a, an honor to to see it in the in the list uh, that you uh, that you had of uh, your top hundred Italian wines of 2020. So yeah, of course, it was a great uh, satisfaction. It was also the wine of the week when you tasted yeah. it. Yeah, so it was really an amazing satisfaction, especially for the vintage. What, so what do you? What have you changed recently? Because I can really see the wines have more precision now. And uh, I really think that there's, you know, you're just going to keep on going up in quality. You seem to be, you know, just on your way now. What, what have you changed? Has it been more in the vineyards or anything in the, in the cantina? We haven't really uh, changed something maybe in the style in the vineyards or in the cellar, it was just uh, it is just um, much more mm, attention to detail. Like my father, you know, is a terrible perfectionist. Yeah, he is. That's why it's not so easy to work <clears throat> with. Him, but now, you know, I'm quite used to it after more than ten years working full time here. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, and he has an amazing experience because he has already done more than forty harvests. So wow. 40 vintages is really a lot. Um, in the cellar, we always pay attention not to cover the grapes too much. Yeah. Um, also with the, with the fermentations, the macerations, we have um, maybe during the last, uh, I would say eight years, five to eight years, uh, we have slightly longer macerations. So we have gone back like when our grandfathers, great grandfathers, uh, it was just normal back then to macerate their Barolos for a long time. So now we, we macerate the Barolos for about 55 to 60 days on the skins. Wow. For nowadays standards, it's a long time, very long time. But, but, that's, uh, but, it's, but it's interesting because your wines are, are tannic, but they're good tannins. And, and like I like tannic, tannic wines just because I like classic structured wines, but you really have a nice combination of intense tannins, but they're not overly astringent or, or dry. That is very important. Yeah. Uh, my father always says that because, of course, Barolo has to have tannins, for sure, but it must be a, a sweet tannin. And that's due to the phenolic ripening. Yeah. Uh, the decision of the picking date, for instance, is essential because sometimes 
we have the right amount of sugar, but the tannins are not fully ripe yet. So we may wait another 10, 12 days uh, to achieve the complete ripening. And there you get the sweetness of the tannins. So in the end, oh, of the three vintages, you have three excellent years, 15, 16, 17. Uh, what's your favorite? That's a, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> it's hard to choose because they are so different. Yeah. Um, I think probably the 16, the 16s are the youngest ones right now. Uh, because I think the 17s are more approachable than, than the 16s right now. Yeah. So probably I would keep the 16s for the future. Um, I would drink the 15s now, which is uh, beautiful. Now the 15s are beautiful. And I will drink the 17s maybe next year. So good, it's good advice. Really? It's, uh, and also it depends on the wine too, but, and also what you like. Exactly. Your mood, so, what you're yeah. eating. But it's the I first time, go ahead. I tend to like, uh, in any case, younger vintages. Yeah, uh, me too. Especially because uh, for us winemakers, we, we, have to, we have to get to know the new ones. And they, they vary a lot, especially during the first years. So we like to taste them quite often. You mean drink yeah. them? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we have all the single vineyards. So let's at least taste those together because it'd be mm -hmm. fun. We haven't tasted in a long time. Well, right, what I would like you like? Yeah, what would you, what would you, um, what would you like to start with? So I would suggest the Brico Fiasco first. Okay. Yeah, I have it. Good. But it, it, this is a really, I like the tannins in this. It's sort of dusty. They're very powdery tannins. Uh, really yeah our historical vineyard in castillo the vines now are 85 years old so oh my god they were last replanted by my grandfather in the 40s so it's really an amazing heritage and we're lucky to have really the highest part of the uh, yeah. really the top position and so, who's below you is that scavino yes the, the vineyard is about i think six hectares in total and it's split in half. Yeah. It's really, really fine, fine textured. So now we do, um, uh, well, Margarita. Okay. So there's clay, limestone, uh, great minerality in the wine. And also I love the saltiness in Margarita. Yeah, you really get it on the, I didn't notice it. Uh, this, this, this has so much roses too. It's really gorgeous, and the tannins are just so integrated. It's really a wine you could drink so easily now, and it has great structure too. And the acidity, which gives freshness. Yeah. Well, my father really, it was important for him not to, because especially in, in July and August, the sunlight was so intense. So it was essential to avoid sunburns. Yes. Uh, the grapes. Because uh, if you get that, 
they will give you a bitter taste, which you will never get rid of. How interesting. Us, macerating our skins for 55 days in the tanks, you will ever have you will always have some skins which are burnt if you get sunburns and they are impossible to remove. So they will stay there and they will give a bitter taste to the wine. And that's a big How interesting. That's a big issue. My I remember my grandfather was always telling us back in the past to shade a little bit the grapes with the leaves. And that's the ideal way to uh, make them ripen in the best way. So now, now do we do um, San Rocco then? San Rocco, yes. Always uh, Serra Lunga. Yeah. San Rocco is the first vineyard my father was able to buy in Serra Lunga d'Alba in the early 90s. Oh, okay. The vines were already planted, so they are now 65 years old. Wow, so pure. And this one is always our um, darkest Barolo. Uh, the soil there is almost 100% clay, so you really feel the, the Serralunga character. Mm. Darker fruits, bramble, blackberries. Totally. And this is another full south, uh, top of a hill. It's actually full south and southwest. Because we have uh, almost pretty much the entire uh, crew in San Rocco. So it's about three hectares. And it's very round <coughs> and um, beautiful. And now Ceretta. Ceretta. It's such a joy for us to, to finally show Ceretta because uh, uh, you know the story behind this vineyard. My father and my grandfather at that time were able to find it in uh, 1992. But the previous owner wasn't uh, such a perfectionist like my father. So he decided to replace the entire vineyard. And we're talking about more than 10,000 vines. But then uh, they were too young for my dad to, to produce a single vineyard. So initially he used Gerretta for Langen e Biogo. No. <laughs> yes. For... For the first five to eight years, it was Langen e Biolo. Then they graduated to Barolo Classico. And finally, last year, they turned 30. So he was like, we cannot wait any longer. <laughs> and we released it. And that's why he decided to dedicate it to the 100th anniversary of the winery. Uh -huh. Such a perseverance. Imagine doing something today and waiting for 30 years to show it to people. I have no idea how I was able to do that. Okay, Cari, grazie. Uh, grazie. Ciao. Grazie.